Their experience in sports varies. Of course, uh, Vinny's got uh, experience in the NFL, and I sucked at uh, electric football. Vinny and Haney, 1057 Fan. Yeah, I don't remember when he turned around. He's always been really good. I mean, I remember when uh, those guys came out here. I think it was in 18, and we practiced against them, and it was a... it's an impressive operation. What I remember was him is he's extremely accurate. You watch him now, and, and that definitely is consistent. It's a lot. I guess the first word that I would say is multiple. Able to get to a lot of things easily with their personnel, being able to move guys around, using all their pieces. I think their run game uh, mixes all the you know the zone and the, and the gap world. It starts with how we game plan it, how we call it, and then how we execute. It's really that simple. We've done a good job the last couple weeks of moving the football. That has not been the issue. Uh, turnovers and execution at the, the wrong times have hurt us. I wouldn't say pleased is the word. The expectation is to be efficient and score every week, right, and take advantage of your opportunities. In some ways we did that last week, in others we did not. You know, same with the week before. Todd Monken, Ravens offense coordinator. He was asked, uh, offense, six games in. Are you happy with where it is? Are you satisfied with where it is at this point in the season? Accomplishing some good things, questionable in others. And as you just heard, Vinny, no. And he couldn't. You can't be. I would think even if you're number one in every area of the league, you're not satisfied completely after six games, I would assume. No coach is going to say he's satisfied after six games, just like you said, Bob. I mean, that's coach's mentality. You can always get better. And with with Todd, I mean, until until you get consistency, I, I think that's the key word for the Ravens offense is consistency. They need to get consistency, you know, because we've seen it. At times, they're awesome. And they go quarters. Like last, last week, third quarter, minus one yard, you know. And then what, in the... Cleveland game, 222 yards in one quarter, none in the rest. So, got to put it all together. That that would be that would be my hope for this week is is that they can put it all together and we can kind of see what they want to be. Because and, really, Bob, when you look at the what are they who are they offensively? Well, a team that runs the ball very well and is inconsistent throwing the ball. Yeah. Sound familiar? Yeah, uh, I mean, well, I well, they're not as good. They're good running it because Lamar gets a lot of scramble sure. yards. Otherwise, they're not as efficient running the ball as they've been in the past, but they want to throw the ball more and spread people out more. And at times, they look awesome. And at other times, it's like, Jesus, you know, where's Giro? Well, very sim- if you look at him statistically, which we will as we do the stat breakdown later in the show, there are a lot of similarities to the Greg Roman run offense mm-hmm. of the Ravens, but we look at missed opportunities, and we talked about it a couple of days ago. Jonah Schaefer, who we're going to have on at 11 o'clock from the Baltimore Banner, put on X, first quarter efficiency, best in the league. Second <clears throat> quarter, still very acceptable. Yep. Third quarter, okay, now we're concerned. Fourth quarter, it's like, what the hell's going on here? They kind of, you said against Tennessee, they bottomed out in the third quarter, which put Tennessee back in the game. Yep. But for the season, their fourth quarter office, offensive effectiveness, the Ravens, is among the worst in the National Football League through six weeks. 
the thing the, the thing that concerns me a little bit about offensively is the front runners, Bob. And what do I mean by that? When things are going great, they're great. If something goes wrong, they can't get out of it. And then we talked about it yesterday. Stone got them out of their offensive funk last week. Otherwise, they were trending down, down, down. You know, because interception, overthrows, punt, punt. You know, and then Stone gets them going, gives them a little field position, and bam, then then they're back at it again. But that's the biggest concern with me is how you handle adversity. So the Ravens have handled it at times. Yes. As they have won four of their six games. The two losses are uh, head scratchers for sure. Because All right. Maybe not offensive uh, inconsistency, self-induced issues. The fumble Kenyon Drake against the Colts quickly dropped, or uh, uh, likely dropped a pass against Indy, which opened, kept the door open for them to get into it. And then against the Steelers, just seven drop passes, three for touchdowns. That's why that game well turned the, against the, the biggest thing was yeah the indie game Harps calls timeout they win the game i mean easy as, right. as with all the screw ups Harps calls timeout they win the game you know so there's a lot of uh inconsistencies throughout that they just had they hadn't put a full game together yet and hopefully that's coming last week we had two quarters you know whereas the defense has been i would say Bob, I mean, the defense has been pretty consistent, I would think, throughout. each. I mean, they don't have the Evan flows like the offense does. Right. They had the one against Pittsburgh. Pickens got behind Marlin, which won the game for them. But for the most part, the defense has played well enough to be undefeated. I mean, they're one of the highest-rated defenses in the National Football League yeah. through the first six weeks. They're, what, tied for first with Buffalo and sacks, so they get to the quarterback, which is surprising because they don't have a real get-to-the-quarterback kind of guy. Yeah, defensively, they've been extremely acceptable. Special teams at times has been a little uh, sketchy. I would here. say special teams, Bob, has been up to six games as a whole disappointing for their standards and you know i mean you've had block kicks you've had poor coverage you did have a nice punt return by duvernay so that was positive but overall i would say that they're not happy with their coverage units it's video to haiti 1057 the fan it is featured artist friday that reveal coming up in a couple of minutes ravens are three-point favorites Taking on the Lions, Bob Haiti, Vinny Serrato, Nolan McGraw. Lions first place in the NFC North. Ravens first place in the AFC North. So we'll see what happens here. Ravens can ill afford to lose home games because they go to Arizona next week. Then they're back into the divisional fray, which are at M&T Bank Stadium. But you've already lost one at home to a backup quarterback, and I'm sure that's a galling loss for sure. So as good as Detroit is, some way, somehow, and we'll talk about it as we get the keys and all the fun going with that. They've got to win this game. It's not a must win, but it would be an extremely disappointing and maybe a game that sets them back a little bit because we sit here with them in first place in the division. Well, Bob, you kind of think it as a trendsetter for the rest of the season because you look at the quarterbacks who they're going to have to play the rest of the season. They're more like, you know, they're good quarterbacks. 
So, I mean, they've had, they're 4-2 against nothing so far quarterback-wise. Now, golf, the way golf's playing right now, I mean, he's up for the MVP right now. Yeah, over 100 quarterback rating. Just was named Player of the Week in yeah. the NFC. So, I mean, he's he's hot right now. So, I mean, that's the defense we're going to see, Bob, if they're, if they're really the second-ranked defense in the league. Then you have Arizona next week, so you travel across the country. Then Seattle here, Cleveland here, Cincinnati here. So you have three straight home games, two of them of the division variety. And what we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves because if you handle your business there, you're probably going to win your division because you're already 2-1, and one, which makes that Pittsburgh loss suck even more because you could have been 3-0 and oh with all three wins on the road. But Detroit is a daunting task here. And right now, and I'm not an expert on why the point spreads are what they are, but the Ravens are three-point favorites mainly because they're playing at home. If this game is in Detroit, they're underdogs for this. Yeah, no doubt about it. No, And rightfully so. Rightfully so. Just just because we keep going back to the inconsistencies. And, you know, I, I mean, can the Ravens score 30 points? Yeah. Can they score 17? They could do that too. You know, we just don't know which team we're going to get. We have a pretty good feel for who we're going to get defensively, but do we really in this game because – They've got – they're going to have to throw the ball, Detroit. I mean, Bob, I'm guessing that they're going to throw it 40 times or more because they're going to have a hard time running because I don't know who their running back's going to be. I mean, all right, Gibbs is limited. All right, he's a speed guy, right? And he's got a hamstring issue. So, I mean, what kind of speed guy is he going to give you? So he's not going to be, you know, the Gibbs that they're expecting full healthy. So they're going to throw the football. And St. Brown, you know, he can't have 120 yards and, you know, and Laporta have, you know, 80 yards. They, they're they going to have to be able to shut down the pass and they're going to have to be able to get some pressure. And I don't think they're the outside guys, it's got to come from up inside the pressure. Your concern level for this game against Detroit is what? Give us a call. Portep 583-1057. Ravens are favorites in this game but the point spread means nothing when it's all said Doug because they have to play the games on the field last night Major League Baseball the League Championship Series epic game Arizona over Philadelphia two to one uh, this kid fought was pitching his rear end off uh, stoning Philadelphia 9Ks and yep. into the sixth inning and then analytics said let's take over a little bit Tori Vella takes him out of the game lefty comes in and promptly walks Schwarber they got out of it. Then a wild pitch gave Philly its only run, but Marte was key in that ball game. So Arizona was back in it. They win two to one. That series is now two to one. Still in favor of Philadelphia. American League Championship Series game four. It's Houston ten three over the Rangers. It was tied at three. Houston battled back, and then it was the home run bats of Altuve and McCormick. Houston losing record at home during the regular season. Three games under, not just, they were three games under 500 at home. They were almost 20 games over on the road, and here they are tied all of a sudden 2-2 against the Texas Rangers. So the ALCS now tied. Two more games coming up today. This has been exciting big time. That The Arizona-Philly game was epic. It, it five, was, how about 5 o'clock sports fun for you? Oh, it, it was, yeah, you know what was... Bob, you know what was cool about that? Because it was 0-0, and there's a different intensity than the 10-9 games, you know? I, I loved it. I thought it was awesome. What did you think of the vibe in Arizona? 
Yeah. yeah. Playoff games have vibes, right, Nolan? Vibes are vibes, baby. Bob, Cheap could you? tickets, too, from uh, what I heard. Yeah, the StubHub thing, when they fell up behind 202. How about the wild? I mean, that was like the wild thing, you know? So the series are interesting, to say the least, in Major League Baseball. 410-583-1057 is the number. Uh, Terps are off this week. We do have college football. Two epic games coming up tomorrow of ranked teams. We'll break down that schedule for you. we got a lot to get to. We will. It's Featured Artist Friday. Who we jamming to? You'll find out next. Work, Work sucks. sucks. They don't. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Starts with me. We got to scheme it better. Got to coach it better. Got to give ourselves more tools uh, when we have opportunities down there. Uh, it's hard to run the ball down there and score. I haven't really seen that. I just know we certainly need to do it better. It's Tom Munkin, Ravens offense coordinator, talking about the struggles last two weeks the Ravens have had in the red zone, scoring touchdowns anyway. It's featured artist Friday. It's George Benson, chosen by you, the people. Kind of an underrated dude from the late 70s into the 80s with the hits. Great guitar player. Yeah. My roommate, Lou Vaselli, Bob, when he'd get ready to go out, you know, and he he was an Italian dude from Chicago, so it took him like an hour to get ready. To a, lot go of, out. a lot of cologne, I'm oh, assuming. Oh, a lot of cologne, grease for his <laughs> hair and everything else. And he would put on George. Where's the Blue Strato set? Yeah, he'd put on George Benson. You know, as he's getting ready. <laughs> but George Benson featured Artist Friday. For our younger listeners, you might not know. I'm guessing Nolan's like, who the hell is he? I mean, but if you want to pick a song, we'll play it for you. Google it. Send your song request to the Plaza Support text line. But getting back to Todd Munkin, two weeks ago going into Pittsburgh, Ravens were the number one rated red zone offense yep. in the NFL. In the ensuing two weeks, however... Now, drops killed them in uh, Pittsburgh. No doubt. But last week, they just were ineffective in the red zone. They've fallen to ninth. So, as we watched uh, the last couple of games, what have, what's led, Vinny, to the decline in productivity in regards to touchdowns? Well, you look at um, the run stuff. All right. Uh, I mean, Bob, defensive coaches are not idiots, too. They're going to watch the film. Okay, what do the Ravens like to do down there? They want to run Lamar. You know, so, okay, what are we not going to do in the red zone down there? We're not, you know, they want to run Lamar. We're going to let them run Lamar. So, all right. And then Justice Hill had a couple touchdown runs, too. So, they're going to take away what you do best down there. And then you've got to come up with other things, you know, to be creative. And then in the other one, Mark Andrews making great play. You know, guys got to make big plays. You know, so, somebody's got to make a play. And, you know, Lamar, um, you know, people got to block it right. You can't make in the. It happens so fast down there. You can't make mistakes. You can't have mental errors in the red zone. I'll bet you prior when they were number one, probably everybody always did the right thing. Now they're having screw ups, and it and it only takes one. It only takes one guy to screw up. Like if Ricard was supposed to block the guy's upfield shoulder so Lamar could get to the outside, you know, you block the inside shoulder. That's a mental error. Because then that hurt, that kills the play. So, um, and, you know, Todd talks about they need to do things better. Yeah, two weeks ago they were doing things great, and now they're not. And they get back to fundamentals. It's Vinny and Haney, 1057 The Fan. We have keys coming up around 1045. <clears throat> Stay tuned for that. But let's get out to the phones. Concern level for this game, I think, should be rather 
high. Big time. This isn't a walkover by any stretch of the imagination, but you tell us what's going to happen Sunday at 1 o'clock. We'll start it in Columbia with Chris. Chris, what's happening? Featured artist Friday, it's George Benson. Hey, hi. How are you doing, sir? Good. Doing great, Chris. Yeah. I I, I listened to um, Sammy Ayodeju on the Reader and Glenn show a couple of days ago, and he stole my thunder. So I just wanted to echo and add a bit to it. And to his point, um, when you look at the red zone success they had in 2019, especially the Rams versus the Ravens and subsequent games afterwards, that power rushing scheme was the reason for their red zone success that he had in the passing touchdowns and also in rushing yards. Um, because Sir Harps and Munchkin need to review that take 2019 try to implement <laughs> that scheme. Um, and I know they need to block in tight ends, but until that happens, Baltimore Ravens will continue to struggle in passing touchdowns in the red zone without that power rushing scheme because Lamar Jackson is not the kind of quarterback that you put in an offense like Mahomes or Brady offense. He's the kind of quarterback that needs time because when he has the time, he's very accurate and can throw for over 50 yards for touchdowns because when you have that power rushing game, it forces defenders to respect that power rushing game, buying him time because it because it builds on um, it builds on personnel where you have um, a, a hybrid between that they, they confuse as to whether you're going to run the ball or whether you're going to pass the ball. You have two or three. You have a blocking tight end and you have a two running backs and you have a quarterback and you didn't know who's going to have the ball at that point. So it's, is, it, is it going to be a pass? Is it going to be a run? So it allows him to buy that time to be able to be accurate. But without that power rushing game, um, they're touched. I'm, I'm just saying this because it, it, it helps the passing game as well um, when you have that power rushing offense. So I'd like to know what you think about that. All, right, Chris, All I'm saying you. is in 2019, their offense was new. Everybody defensively was trying to figure out what they were doing, how they were doing it. That's why they had such great success. You know, and they were extremely efficient down there. They had three tight ends and they had three guys that could block. They don't have, they use Ricard as a blocking tight end and then they'll bring in Falele or somebody, you know, if they want. Right. But they want to spread people out is what they want to do. They want to spread people out and let Lamar run quarterback draws and and they want more space. All right, through four games and and, and I wish his day was Todd Munchkin cuz that would be the greatest thing of all time. Yeah. Said Todd Munkin. They call him that because they keep coming up short in the red zone. Oh, look at you, Nolan oh. McGraw. Hey-oh. Don't forget to tip your waitress, everybody. But, you know, the blocking tight ends, you identified that very early in the process. But for four weeks, they were the best team yeah. in the NFL. So right. two weeks later, we're... Todd Munchkin getting some well, meter. And, and I go back to it again. I mean, people are going to take away what you do best. They were going to watch film too. And you've, you've got to come up with new ways. You've got to come up with, because each team, when you go in to red zone, all right, who do you want to go after? What, what matchups do I want to create for us? Where do we have the advantage in the red zone? Is it Andrews? Is it Flower? Who is it? Or what do we got to do? Do we got to motion this guy? You know, we need motion involved. That, that's the biggest part of the game plan is the matchups. 
Let's get back to the phones. 410-583-1057 is the number. It's Vinny and Andy Ravens, three-point favorites over the Lions coming up. One o'clock Sunday, M&T Bank Stadium. First home game since September the 24th, which they lost in overtime to the Colts. Let's go to Rosedale's Tony. Tony, what's up? Hey, how you guys doing today? Hey, Wonderful, man. You got me pumped up, man. George Benson, real quick. Bob, 1985. Remember the old city fair under the Jones Falls? Oh, hell yeah, I do. Yep, for many years, as a matter of fact. Yep. I saw him there in 1985, and he's one of the greatest because he can combine jazz and R&B. And I recently saw him this year at the Capitol Jazz Festival. He's one of those people that I try to catch whenever he's playing because you never know, you know, what's his age or whatever, when it's going to be the last time. He's just so great. So tell your producer and get a chance to rock some love times love. Love times love. Yes, Nolan's got it. Okay, on to the Ravens. There's a couple things pending here with this game Sunday. One, the Lions have already beaten Kansas City at Kansas City, correct? Yes, opening game. Okay, okay. If they come in here... They wanted Lambeau and Tampa, too. They're 3-0 and on the road. Right, but if they come in here against two what I perceive as AFC powerhouses and, and went on the road, and people don't always talking about Philly and San Francisco, who has that on their resume? You won at Baltimore and you won at Kansas City. So it would be a monumental task. But I don't think it's going to happen because the way our linebackers are playing, Queen and Roquan, I think they're going to rattle Jared Goff. I mean, I'm sold on him a little bit, but I I think with the way we've been rushing the quarterback, we can do a little thing to Jared Goff this week that he hasn't seen or whatever. And I think we'll come away with a 10-point win, 30-20. to 20. No, that wouldn't, right, that wouldn't shock me. But the only problem with Goff is, is he doesn't take sacks. You know, like Tom Brady didn't take sacks, and he didn't have mobility. Why? They're smart. Goff's smart guy. And he's going to get rid of the ball. He's not going to. He's not going to sit there and eat it like some of these young guys that they've had in the past. You know, I mean, Willis last week. I mean, he was a sack waiting to happen. This is not going. To, I mean, if they get two sacks in this game, that's going to be a good job. They just need to get him to move. That's as important as getting sacks with golf. Get him to move off his spot because he wants to rhythm throw it. Fifty eight eighty one zero five seven. The fan. When we come back, your phone calls for Ted. 583-1057. Then we'll get to Vinny's keys. The victory. Got Jonas Schaefer, Baltimore Banner. Previews the Lions game with us at 11 o'clock. Whip around 11.15. Keith Cavanaugh. TerrapinTimes.com. No Maryland football this week. We'll assess them through seven games at 5-2. Talk about the college hoops recruiting as well. And then a funhouse trip with Mr. Electricity, Nolan McGraw. Different sports, different teams, different opinions. There's one place to talk about them, and it's on 105.7 The Fan. Don't go anywhere, f***ing else. For you, Tony, video 8105.7 The Fan, George Benson, featured artist Friday, and, and I asked yesterday, think outside the box, and this is thinking way outside the box. And, I mean, it's uh, different from our normal, uh, you know, the Molly Cruz and Rats and Rush and Eagles, which I have no problem with, of course, grew up on it. Still enjoy it to this day, but there's so many musical avenues to travel down. Right, Norm? Even Nolan's over there bobbing his head. I'm kind of enjoying this a lot. Great guitar player. 
Yeah. Kind of gets underrated and lost in all the shredding that goes along with that. Well, this is cool. And we're jamming. And if you're not familiar with his uh, catalog, yeah, there you go. Love Times Love. Go to Googleize it, YouTube it, figure it out. We'll play it for you. It's been at 81057 The Fed. Game last night, NFL's Jacksonville 31 24 over the Saints. Finally got some, uh, even a game Al Michaels signed up the excited to call. Yeah. Now, Bob, you know, you go back to the red zone stuff. I mean, um, like that tight end dropping a ball to tie the game. Oh, uh, Moreau. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, what's the matter with the red zone? Crestfallen he yeah. was from New Orleans, too. Yeah. So you probably had a lot of friends and family there, but it was an enjoyable game. I mean, yeah, the Phillies and Arizona game was great. The Houston game was great, and then uh, the Astros just exploded against that shaky Texas bullpen, which is now starting to get exposed a little bit. I think Houston goes four in a row, Bob. They might. Yeah. I mean, I mean, on the road, they're like the Orioles in yeah. in uh, Braves were. I mean, they had a losing record at home. And they're two wins away from getting back to the World Series. We got that and more. Let's get out to the phones. However, Ravens three-point favorites over the Lions here on Sunday. Two first-place teams. Don't want to oversell it, but can't undersell it either. Let's go to Baltimore. It's Rashawn. Rashawn, what's happening? Hey, good morning, Bob and Vinny, man. How y'all doing? Doing good, all man. right, Rashawn. All right, man. Listen about this game. My prediction, I say 27-24 um, Ravens. Um, Ravens have never lost to the Lions at home. So that's something that's interesting when I was looking that up. And we only lost to them once. Well, the Lions have always sucked up till now, too. (laughs) Yeah, that's true, man. But um, I think we can get some pressure on golf. And I heard you saying that he don't take hits. I mean, if if Clowney and somebody hit him, he's going to fall. So he's going to have to. No, I'm saying he doesn't take hits because he gets rid of the ball so quick. And their old line's not bad. Yeah, I mean, you got to put some get some pressure on him though, because I know you got to get rid of that ball quick and everything. Well, the key is going to be pressure up the middle, Rashawn. You know, mm-hmm. with guys that aren't real mobile, you got to come up the a gaps to get pressure. Yeah, and um, hopefully we can accomplish that. And um, yesterday, uh, well, a couple of days ago too. First of all, the guy Andre called talking reckless. Talking uh, about Justin Tucker, man. Like, oh. like why are we all on Justin Tucker? Man, he's the he's the the greatest kick of all time when it's all said yeah. and done. The the second greatest Raven, I mean, Todd was second greatest in my opinion with Ed Reed. Uh, well, no right, so that, now you need to calm down. Now you are talking reckless. Ogden. You think so? Uh, oh, Ray Lewis, yeah, hello. Yeah, yeah. Right. You well, forgot about him? Well, he's going to be in the top five <laughs> of, of greatest Ravens when it's all said and done uh, in my uh, opinion. Let's, let's the, let things play out here before we start making absolutes there. Uh, sure. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, and then Q called yesterday. He was... I thought, he was, I thought he was speaking a little reckless because he said about the Ravens winning only maybe three games. No, no he said three games. The rest again, of the like, year. Well, he said definite three games, and he don't know about the rest of the games. So I look at the schedule. I'm like, he wasn't too off. I'm like, no. I, I give the Ravens five games because that schedule in December is brutal. For, for three games, you got the Jaguars, the Dolphins, and the 49ers all back-to-back-to-back. So um, it's going to be rough, man, and along with the division games too. So – I think five wins to get us at nine. Uh, I mean, five five wins to get us at nine wins for the season, and that'll be enough. Looking at this AFC, to definitely get us in the playoffs. But well, give I mean, me. yeah, I don't know about nine, dude. No, nine. Uh, ain't I don't know. Nine. nine nine's no. got you hoping things go right for you in other games that last week. You hey, know what uh, I mean, Rashawn? The only thing about what you say in December, the nice thing hey, is, thanks, is Rashawn. you've got 
the Rams and the Dolphins in Baltimore in late December. So you got to like the weather part. You know, you want it to be cold. Let's get back to the phones. Let's go to Rodney in Randallstown. Rodney, where the hell you been? What's going on, gentlemen? How you doing, oh, buddy? Oh, man, I've just, just been listening, man, when I can. You know, I, I don't like to listen to all the, you know, the, the negative talk too much. Man. Yeah, I guess well. I've been drinking too much purple Kool-Aid, you uh-huh. know? I'm always going to support the boys. But anyway, you know, how you gentlemen been? It's good talking to you. Good, yeah. good. Um, I don't have a lot of concern level for, for this game against the, uh, the Lions because I guess the way I see it is that, um, I mean, the Lions, I mean, they're the Lions. They haven't really... You know, it's a lot of talk about where so we didn't we haven't played, you know, any any good caliber teams. The Lions haven't really played anybody of good caliber anyway, except for wait, you know, if you want to count. Hey, it out. Right, well, time out one second. They've they've probably Green Bay, I would say, is one of the toughest away teams to win. One of the toughest stadiums to play in and win. Stop. Kansas City the stadium, the stadium, yeah, but come on, man. Come on. That quarterback, come on now. He's he's a rookie or Whatever you want to call it, just like the ones we Kansas played City against. opening. I mean, loud venues. They they okay, played that's them. the one. And when they played the Jaguars, they got the they, they got blown out of the out of the stadium. So I guess my point is is that you know they they haven't like I said, chew me in my opinion. They, they lost to really Seattle in overtime. Either. Right. They they haven't really played anybody, and, and I just think the Ravens. You know, no matter who they play, no how to, no, no matter how bad they play down to the competition, they're always in games, and they, that that to me gives them a chance to win every single game that they're in. I've never seen anybody in a minute blow the Ravens off the table, no matter how difficult they play. So, in my opinion, I, I, I don't have a real fear factor. I think we win this by ten points going away. All right, Ronnie, I hope you're right for yeah. sure because the Ravens could use that win. We have time for another call. Nolan says thumbs up to Sean in Baltimore. Sean, how are you? Good morning, gentlemen. How are we doing today? Doing good. all right. Good, good. That feature artist Friday, that artist is great, by the way. It's, it's definitely a whole vibe. I've been bobbing my head, too. Um, so I want to call in because I feel like in the identity we had with our offense in 2019 was something that was very similar to the identity our defense has always had or tried to keep anyway, and that's being – being bullies, you know, full full throttle, pedal on the floor. And not only do I I guess that other teams started to figure out what we were doing offense, but if we notice what happened the last other seasons after 2019, Lamar wasn't on the field to end the season. Maybe it's that Munkin is trying to figure out how do we make sure that we are putting points on the board, but also increasing the chances that Lamar stays on the field as well to um, to make sure that he's going to be the leader of the team throughout the playoffs and everything. But otherwise, I'm just happy to see where our team's at in general. I'm old enough to remember the Kyle Bowler era and the McNair era and everything. So I'm just happy to see where our team's at in general, to see that we have a competitive team that you know, year in, year out, we, we can call ourselves Super Bowl contenders or even just the thought of that. And uh, thanks for my call. Thanks. All right, John. Thank you. Now, Bob, when when teams like when you're getting ready to play another team, like Detroit's going to play the Ravens, so they would go back and watch the film of Tennessee Steelers Browns, and that's what they would put into their computer to get all the you know stats and everything and all the analytical BS, you know, and that's 
That's what they're going off of. You know, what have they done? What tendencies do they have over the last three weeks? You know, and that's what you study. You know, so that's what teams are looking at. So if you're really good at something, duh, you know, they're going to try to not let you be good at it. It's Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. When we come back, keys to victory for the Ravens. They're back home for the first time in almost a month, taking on the first-place team in the NFC North. Ravens are favorite in this game. And Vinny's going to give you reasons why they're going to get out of here at 5-2 before they head west, take on the Arizona Cardinals. Jonas Schaefer, Baltimore Banner, will preview the game with him. How are they doing health-wise? Those Baltimore Ravens whip around left 15. A lot of things happening last night. World of sports and historically stay tuned for that. Keith Cavanaugh, TerribleTypes.com. Basketball recruiting for the men. Big weekend as uh, Derek Queen's coming around town. And we'll talk about the football team at 5-2. and two. I'm thinking at 5-2 and two after starting at 5-0. Oh, unacceptable. Vinny and Haney's keys to the game. We're doing a hell of a job. We're resilient. We're moving on. And we're playing a ass It's an NFL football game right here. 105.7 The Fan. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Ravens hosting the Lions. Coming up Sunday at 1 o'clock, Ravens three-point favorites. First home game in almost a month. Detroit's 3-0 on the road. Ravens need a win. Can't afford to lose again in your home dojo. Vinny, how do they get that W? Keys to victory. Yeah, the number one thing is I got get golf to move off the spot. And one of the big things, too, is, is their back struggle and pass protection. So you want to bring your blitz, you know, bring your guys up the middle. Make the backs get involved because you can run the back over to get into golf. Now, they get rid of the ball really quick. You know, and to get him to move, the easiest way to get him to move is up the middle because that's the quickest way to get there. Number two, keep St. Brown under 60 yards receiving. I think that's going to be extremely difficult. I don't know if they can do it. That would be awesome because I don't know that in man coverage, Bob, I don't know who they'll have cover him because I don't know that they have a guy that can just line up one-on-one and cover him. He averages 91 yards per game receiving. And I wouldn't be, I'll be shocked if he doesn't get it, Bob. Make them one-dimensional, less than 70 yards rushing. And they want to run the ball. And, and, like, it's kind of amazing. I mean, they're number four in the league in rush attempts. So they want to run it. But I think they realize, like, last week against Tampa, all right, our backs are down. All right, let's throw it. They threw it 44 times. They ran it 22. I can see that happening against Baltimore, especially because they're going to try and come out and try to run it. And if they don't have success, they're going to say, screw this, and they're going to start throwing it all over the lot. And then that's that's what's going to make it interesting. So keep them under 70 yards rushing and put it all on golf. Put it all on them. And then the uh, next one, Lamar be the best quarterback on the field. He's got to have no turnovers. He can't do that. He's got to play. He's had two good games other than that interception last week. So he just needs to keep stacking good performances, and this has got to be his best of the year. And in this one, he may have to throw for over 300 yards. It would not shock me because they're the number one rush defense in the league, and this may be a passing game. Next one is Ravens rush for over 100 yards, and I think the only way they do that, Bob, is Lamar's going to be yeah. you know, 50, 60 yards <coughs> rushing. And then uh, 60% or more in the red zone. you got to win one-on-one battles in the red zone. They're going to have to win some one-on-one battles in the red zone. You know, their, their DBs, their safeties, I think they can beat those guys you know in, in coverage so um 60 or more in the red zone next one three big plays in the pass game over 25 yards and that includes yak plays you know i mean the ravens like to run quick screens just so does detroit 
You know, I mean, Zay Flowers is similar, like, to a St. Brown kind of guy. Probably Zay's not as fast. But make plays. Make some big plays. Tampa had two opportunities to have a 90-yarder and a 70-yarder. And Baker screwed them both up. Lamar can't do that. Well, one got deflected, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and Bob, and he was going to... Like, if Tom Brady was still the quarterback, those were two touchdowns. And that's what Lamar's got to do. If they're going to give you some opportunities, take advantage of them. And then last but not least, be the most physical team and play four quarters. That may be the most important thing because both teams are going to be physical, you know, and then play four quarters. That That's going to be the key. You, they're going to have to play four quarters. Injury reports coming out yesterday from the Ravens. Yesterday, Ronald Darby did not practice dealing with an illness. Let's see. No Kevon Silmore or Seymour, rather. He hasn't practiced with an ankle. I saw him walking out of the stadium there that during that game that time. Um, No Marcus Williams. He ain't playing. No. Right. Uh, Clowney was back because he got the vet day on Wednesday. But Malik Harrison, Adape Owe, practiced fully, which all signs point to him being there against Detroit. Golf's been sacked, what, 10 times this year? So they've kept him clean yep. for the most part. And and then I'm guessing, Bob, because Harbs talked so kindly about Jeremiah Moon the other day, I'm guessing he's going back to the practice squad and you know, with for, a way up. For the Lions, uh, David Montgomery, he's not playing in practice two days there. But Craig Reynolds, Hammy, who's their backup running back, depending on Gibbs, who was limited for the second straight day. He was limited himself with a Hammy. And a toe. Bottom line is, David Montgomery's been one of the most productive running backs in football this year. He's not playing Sunday. Yeah. So, I mean, they've got issues that run. That's why, Bob, I, I think in, I think they're going to throw it. And with 17-mile-an-hour wins out of the Northwest, um, that'll be across the field. So, it'll kind of be blown into the corner. So, I it, that does that make it more difficult? I don't know. I mean... Wet ball is easy is a lot easier to throw. The, the most difficult thing for a quarterback is the win. Vinny and Haney, 1057 the pad will come back. Joe to Schaefer from the Baltimore Banner. Preview the game with Detroit coming up with him. Sunday. Baltimore Game Day Uncensored. The pregame show brought to you by Rice Mirth of Pesaurus, where you're live from Horseshoe Casino Brew Brothers. Getting it on, me and Ken Wyman started off at 10 o'clock as uh, the Ravens back at home, as we said, for the first time since September the 24th. We'll lead you right in there to kick off as the Ravens look to get a home victory before they head out west, taking on Arizona. So Baltimore game day uncensored. It's pregame show coming up Sunday. Horseshoe Casino, it's Brew Brothers. Stop by and say hello.